so at first I felt like, I was like, okay, great. I know what's going on. Like, I know what's going on. Like, cool, 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 cool. But then you're in there. You have nothing to distract. You have no contact with like social media, nothing. Your mind is idle. So you have to sit there and you have no choice. You got to sit with yourself. You, you, you have to sit with yourself. It was just an experience that, you know, I, I will never forget because I had to really sit with me. I had to look at the good, the bad, the horrific, grimy, ugly, and be like, yeah. you have no choice now. This is your bottom, you know, and I'm thankful I went through it. I'm thankful I got through it. I was in there for six days. Yeah. Six days. And it felt like a month. Uh, hi. Hello. Hey, niggas. Hey, niggas. Oh, the Nick Hits, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. yeah. Um Welcome to our show, mm-hmm. which we call uh, Cozy MF and Boots. Boots? Yeah, bro, that's yeah, no. That's no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, niggas and niggas? And welcome to Cozy. Oh my God, motherfucking boots. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. We back, and we back. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we doing today. We just over here, Bruh, just been, chilling. It's been a minute. It's been a it's minute. Been, it's been a hell of a year so far. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, we came to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. Today, but yeah. first the introductions. Mm-hmm. And I'll start. Because that introduction was low key whack, so we got to we got to step it up with the introduction. We'll step it up with the introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Let them know who he is. Hi, everybody. My name's Darren, <clears throat> but you can call me Dad D Mob D Mobius. Mm-hmm. Three Doctor Mob M D. Mm-hmm. With no fancy degree. DZ Montana and Durante Swing. B Boy Super Rock. Rock, 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 rock. The beat so clean. Mm-hmm. Carlton, Mr. D, Mob Z, and the first name, last of all, Dirty D. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I got that. I don't even know. But you can just call me Darren. I'm here. What's up, y'all? Mm. I just always feel like your introduction would be better than mine because you have like a. A good thesis statement of names. Well, this is just names everybody has called me over the years. I know. It's just, I just feel like you have a great thesis statement of names. <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody who's giving me a nickname. Appreciate that. Yeah. All oh, y'all. Yeah. Well, hello, Negroes and niggas and niggets. All praises be to the most high Allah. Uh, and, uh, 
Yeah, you already know who this is. It's your girl, A Love, aka A Little Pull, aka A Love, aka Daddy, aka <laughs> your mom's favorite poet, aka your mom's favorite, and uh, aka I'm just another nigga here in America, and aka I'm just fucking here. I hope y'all are doing really fucking well. I hope everything is going well. I hope that you all have had a great year so far. And I hope that y'all are prospering. prospering, prospering, You know what I mean. Don't correct me. And uh, I hope... Prospering. Prospering. Yes. And I also hope that uh, you are manifesting and getting everything that you need, want, and also growing within yourself, whether it be um, mentally, spiritually, and all of the above. What's up, whores? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> As you take a sip. As I took a sip. As you take a sip. Of so, this good hydrogen. Two hydrogen and one oxygen. <laughs> yes, God. The H20. The H20. <laughs> so, Cumberland first thing. Punch. <laughs> the Cumberland Punch, right. <laughs> Cumberland Punch. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus. So, first thing I wanted to ask you before we got started. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you shouted out the most high. Yes, sir. What's up with that? Yeah, man. Um, it's been a ride. Um, Part of the changes. It's been a lot of changes. In 2022. A lot of changes. Um, so, before we even get jump into this, I... Because I, I had to put you on the spot. That's to. fine. Put me on the spot, sir. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be my friend if you didn't put me on the spot. <laughs> you know? And then erase the spot and then probably put a comment and say, go on here and continue, nigga. <laughs> oh, that was low-key cold. <laughs> that was low-key cold. Ooh, trademark it. Anyway, so um, it's been a lot of changes. Um, So before we get started into this... um. I want to say that this is a very transparent, serious episode. And everything that we're going to say is actual, factual truth. And the actual. Truthuses. The truthuses. For your toothuses. For your toothuses. And um, we ask that you be respectful because uh, there's going to be a lot of vulnerability on this. Um, so, yeah, just basically, um, I've been taking time to grow myself spiritually yeah uh mentally um physically i'm doing i'm trying to do better on that and um you know i've been reading uh uh spiritual text uh i actually visited uh the nation of islam uh mosque number 60 here muhammad number 60 here nice. and if i said that wrong please uh charge the head not to the heart I'm so sorry um wonderful people wonderful people um the student minister samuel x beautiful 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 man uh just went there and you know i always said i always want to understand and know more about the nation of islam uh islam and just in general and just different parts of it and i just went there and just been learning diving deeper into the quran diving deeper into the bible diving deeper into taoism uh, a little bit buddhism and all types of stuff, and uh, even a little bit. I ain't, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a five percenter. Digging deep into that, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we, we will. We will talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, just digging deep, just digging deep into a whole bunch of things, and just realizing that you know I have to, uh, at the end of the day, just giving praises to Most High. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good that you you've been on that journey. Yeah. I gotta I gotta skirt you for a second. Skirt. Me. Skirt. Damn, I don't get no period. I get a skirt. skirt. I don't even get a come. So. Mm-hmm. You said that you you been getting into a little bit of Taoism, right? A little bit of, little bit of Tao, a little bit of Tao. Yeah, right. I actually bought a book um, at McKay's. I haven't started it yet, but okay. uh, been dibbling around that. Dib- dibbling, dabbling. Yeah, and, you know, a little bit of Confucians, you know. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a just I'm I'm a little bit okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've been trying to get you on some of that. Tao's philosophy for a bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell you. I, oh, okay, okay. I didn't want to tell you. Okay, I've been I've been sending you videos, and I watched them. I just never told you. And th- I never told. I nigga, re- I refuse to tell you. Nigga. Yeah, that was one. I, yeah, I, when when you told me when you told me originally about it, I was researching it. I just I wasn't telling you because I'm still formulating a whole bunch of things. But I do find it interesting. All right. Okay. Yeah, right, I, okay. I, I wasn't. I was okay. I'll take, you know my, I'll take my skirt back. Cause you know why skirt I wasn't gonna back. tell you. Cause you know why I wasn't gonna tell you. Cause I knew that I was gonna have to present a thesis, uh, a, a whole thesis to you. <laughs> so, well, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> stick them, ha ha ha, stick them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, okay, yeah, good yeah. Job. Good good job. Taking my time. <laughs> Taking my time. Good stuff. Okay. One day at a time. One day at a time. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is wonderful. You've been doing this too. Yeah, man. Because beautiful. Um, I've been hell on my stuff too. Yeah. Just um going through doing my own personal work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of leaving a little bit of the spiritual stuff to the side for a little bit and just mm-hmm. working on me. Yeah. Uh, digging into my past and stuff, trying to clear all that up. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just some tough work. It's something yeah. I've known that I've needed to get done, and I even told somebody today. He was uh what about twenty four? Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, something that he grew up with had caused him to lose one of his relationships, or you know, it was a terrible thing in one of his relationships, something, something to that nature. Mm-hmm. And I let him know, like, hey, you might want to clear that up. Uh, if you know it's a problem now, just go ahead, try to clear that up. As mm-hmm. soon as you get the gumption to, yeah. soon as you're ready, just go ahead and start. Because if you don't, all that stuff going to come up in <laughs> whatever kind of way it just feels like coming up. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to get to be my age or older and I have cleared any of that stuff up. Right. And it, it does not care if you're ready or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's it gonna don't be, care. No, it's going to be like, oh, okay. And it'll come <laughs> up and show show itself in the, the weirdest of ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm doing that on a weight loss journey. I know some of y'all see me and feel like, oh, he ain't got to lose no weight. Nah, I'm overweight. Man, same here, bro. Just letting y'all know, mm-hmm. I ain't down to myself. I don't think I'm I'm ugly or nothing like that. I just know I'm fat. 
Just want to be healthy. Just want to be healthy, bro. That's all and that I, is. And I want to be healthier. Yeah. Because like, I got a whole little one I got to run around after. Shout and, out to Cliffy. Yeah. Shout out to Cliffy. She is, she is so beautiful and bright. She's and awesome. Lovely and smart. I love that little girl. She wore me out when uh, she came over to my house and visited. I was like, man, I'm tired. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even do shit. Like, like you know, and. and I really didn't do that. Should just bounce around my leg, like I, like you know, you know, having her think she was on a horsey. But I was like, "Fuck, I am exhausted." exhausted. I, took, I took a nap. <laughs> I was tired of shit. I was like, "God damn, right. bro, you, gotta get, you gotta get it together." But it's tighten up, Playboy. Tighten up. <laughs> but we hope all of y'all have been working on y'all shit too, man. Working on y'all lives. But that kind of brings us to what we came here to talk about today. Oh my god! And so. Ayla's got got a, I wouldn't say a story. She's got an experience for us to share with us. And I was there for for some of it. Nah, nigga, you was there from the start to the beginning. Nah, I wasn't there for all of it. Oh, no, you couldn't be. I couldn't because I couldn't be, right. (laughs) You couldn't be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But. Yeah. Um, So, um, a lot of people um who listen who listen to our show uh like some co-workers some friends and stuff um around march 9th that was kind of the last time people like saw me i went completely ghost like radio and i silent. i went radio like uh bermuda triangle blue <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> like where's, I wasn't expecting that one. Like where's A Love? <laughs> so um, and uh, it it was it was a tough time. It was a really a really a tough time for me. And um, I usually go on hiatuses, but this one was was much different. So um, March eighth, I went to work, and um, I I just was not feeling it. You know, I was just frustrated. Just just. All over the place, da da da. I end up going back to work. But about two weeks prior to that, I had um, got exposed to COVID, and I was out for like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. And I had like a, a, a this depression episode. Like it was just it was it was horrible. I just I laid on the couch. Like people were texting me, calling me. I ain't, I ain't answer nobody. Went back to work. Thought everything was fine. March eighth rolls around. No. End up going driving back home. Um, and I was driving and I was just like, bro, I I literally do not want to be here. And while I was driving, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drive into traffic. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because then somebody else is going to get hurt. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just running to a pole. And I'm like, no, 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 I ain't going to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I was thinking of ways. So I was driving home, driving home and got home eight and i was just like i don't feel safe yeah. this this ain't it like I, I i i i i'm not gonna make it like i yeah. i ain't gonna make it and that's some that's <laughs> some serious serious thoughts yeah like you know i was literally thinking and when i look back on it those two weeks the two weeks prior before that i was like i had been thinking about it really for a few weeks like and on some aspects, I think I was trying to do it 
subconsciously. Yeah. Like self-sabotaging my ways in so many ways of just, you know, stress and uh, eating and uh, miscellaneous, just other types of things, drug use and all this type of stuff. So I was and like, oh. Guaranteed, I did not know about any of this. No. no until way. this moment. Yeah. Until you just yeah. got talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, nobody really did. And we talk every day. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I'm one of those type of people where like, if I have to stay busy and the more I stay busy, then I don't think about stuff or I, I'm not forced to, I'm not forced to just like sit and actually work through it. What they say about an idle mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, called my therapist that night and I was like, listen, something has to happen. Oh, I'm not gonna make it through tonight. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm not gonna make it. And so then, um, uh, you know, shout outs to a lot of people. Like, and I'm going to mention a lot of people, but shout outs to them. Um, um, shout out to to Elizabeth who was there who took me. Um, shout out to my cousin mm-hmm. Monica. They took me to uh, the crisis center. Hmm. What up, cuz? <laughs> they took me to the crisis center. And so um, crisis center is basically this this place where they kind of evaluate you. And what's so crazy is, is the crisis center is down the street from my job. <laughs> basically right next to me. Right next to the job. And I was like... <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I could have came here earlier. All right, right. Right. All right. Cool. But I didn't know that. I didn't even know the place exists. Right. All right. Cool. So went down there. Uh, they took me to the room, you know, and everything, and asked me a whole bunch of questions. And um, I, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna." Um, oh wow, this is so weird. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get you to the hospital. I was like, okay. So before you can go, and when I say, uh, put you in the hospital, I'm not like, before you can go to, I, I was okay. So I was in a mental hospital for six days. So before you can go to a mental hospital, you have to go to the ER. So yeah. they was like, okay, go to go to the ER. So I was like, okay. So I went to the ER, and I and on the way there, it didn't really hit. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to the ER. I'm, I'm going to get checked out. Da, 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 da. Cool, cool, cool. It really didn't hit that, like, I'm really finna go into a mental institution. It really right. did, it, it didn't, didn't, like, it didn't hit, hit. And I'm like, okay. Right. And this is something you had also been saying that you felt like you needed for a little while, too. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, because I was like, maybe I should. You know, for a while I thought about it. And I was like, no, 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 no. And the reason why I never really went through with it. And hell, I didn't think that I would, at some parts, I didn't really think that I was going to go that night. Mm-hmm. Is because I thought my condition ain't that bad. There's other people that need help. Yeah. So I just need to get the fuck over it. That's how, that's how you are, though. Yeah. I know that's how you are. Yeah, I'm just like, I just need to get the fuck over it. And even throughout, <laughs> and, and we will point this out, too, even throughout this whole process, she's always it, thinking of other, other people. Pe- I, you know, so I'm just like, okay, we get to the ER. Uh, 
and they checked me out da 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 waited there for like hours it felt like now by this time i hadn't been to sleep i'm tired i'm scared i'm i'm all over the place i looked horrible insert picture here if y'all y'all see the picture y'all i'm going to post the picture i looked like shit and um still didn't hit me mm. it hit me when the ambulance came and they took me away and I was like, I'm re- this is really fin- this is really fucking happening. And I was like, okay, cool. So they take you, we pull up to the pull up to the hospital, and they're like, give us everything, Ev- like ev- everything, no phone, uh, no shoes with no with no strings in it, no pants with no strings in it. Uh, no, no, just nothing, like really nothing. Like I had, I had a bag full of clothes and I had my books and I had, and I had some paper. I couldn't even carry my pen in there. I couldn't even carry my wallet in there. No wallet, no charger, no headphone, just nothing. Just clothes and my books. That's it. All right, cool. Still tired of shit. So they take you down to this, to the first level and they, it's like a little holding processing room. Cause you gotta wait till the psychiatrist come in. Feed me this god awful breakfast, but I was hungry, so I was like, I'll just eat it. Yeah, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Slept for probably an hour. Mm-hmm. Woke me up. They took me to treatment mall. The treat the treatment mall was the treatment center where they had group therapy and all this up type stuff and all this. And so they was in the middle of that, and I'm looking like. I ain't showered. I'm just looking like, nigga, I just want to take a shower. I'm scared. There's other people in there that are having issues like me. And I'm just kind of like, you know, all these people are talking to me. And I'm just kind of like, what's like, I want to go. Now I want to leave. I want to leave. I I start panicking. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So I get to the doctor. I get to the the psychiatrist. And he's talking to me. And da-da-da-da-da. And... You know, he was like, why are you not sitting still? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, apparently I was fidgeting. I was just just, just all over the place, da-da-da-da. And, and I just kept saying, I want to go. I want to go. I, just, I need to get out of here. I need to get, I, I got to get out of here. Like, there's nothing wrong. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And so he basically looked at me and he was like, no, you need help. And I was like, okay, like, so what's going on? And so I always knew that something was wrong, but I hate not knowing something. So he, when he told me my diagnosis, I was like, okay, I know what it is now. So he diagnosed me with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. which automatically was shocking. And I understood and I got a little bit more educated on it. And I was embarrassed immediately. Um, anxiety, depression, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, and he said like borderline paranoia. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, great rap sheet, my nigga. You know, so. Wow. So at first I felt like, I was like, okay, great. I know what's going on. Like, I know what's going on. Like, cool, 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 cool. But then you're in there. 
you have nothing to distract. You have no contact with like social media, nothing. Your mind is idle. So you have to sit there and you have no choice. You got to sit with yourself. You, you, you have to sit with yourself. And so before they took my stuff away, let me backtrack. They told me, they was like, you know, here's your phone for the last time. Write down all the numbers of people so you can call while you're in here. I felt like, I felt like I had to hurry up. You know, I was like, like, this is the last time I was going to talk to people. And I was just texting people like, hey, this is what happened. I'll hit you up when I get out. You know, I, I remember, I still had that sheet of paper. I had, uh, your number. I already knew my grandmother's number. I had, uh, your number, Elizabeth's number, Jessica, uh, Nicolette, but she never answered the fucking phone. <laughs> Nicolette does not answer phones. <laughs> I love my auntie, but she does not answer the fucking phone. Um, uh, Taisha, Chelsea, uh, I believe Wolf was on there. I had a good amount of people on there. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, Daddy G. So, you know, um, and and I held on to that paper. It was on me like 24-7. And so, you know, got in there, da-da-da-da, and you, you had to sit with those thoughts like, wow, okay, so this is really what's going on. And so every day it was like you, you went to treatment, you woke up at seven, you had breakfast, you went to treatment mall and they have you in groups and you do exercises and you, you really work through what's wrong and work on like your anger. And that was another thing I found out a little later. I had anger management too, because there would be certain words or certain things people say, I would just get angry as fuck. And I'd be like, you know. So it was just an experience that, you know, I I will never forget because I had to really sit with me. I had to look at the good, the bad, the horrific, grimy, ugly, and be like, you have no choice now. This is your bottom, you know, and... I'm thankful I went through it. I'm thankful I got through it. I was in there for six days. Yeah. Six days. And it felt like a month. It felt like a month. Shoot, it felt like that to me too. <laughs> and I wasn't even in there. It, it felt would, like a month. Just whenever, because you, you, you at least called me like at least once a day. Mm-hmm. After I think after the first day, first day was the hardest. Cause the the first day it was just like okay, you were tired and getting used to everything and all Putting that. Putting on drugs. But, yeah, but every time you would call me, mm-hmm. I just felt like okay, what am I doing? What do I got to do? All right, so <laughs> to pick up this phone call mm-hmm. and answer it, where I got to be? All right, so. What am I doing? All right. I ain't doing that no more. Yeah, it was like it was like everybody and I hated that because after a while I kinda tried to stop calling people because I felt like everybody was just anticipating the call. And I was like, fuck, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm stopping people's lives. And but the phone time, because we had phone time in there, because they would turn the phones off. 
and we would have phone time in there. And um, when I say in there, a lot of people say, you sound like you was in jail. But shit, it felt like it, it kind of did because it's like literally, I'm not going to say it was jail, but it was, everything was a routine. Everything was a routine. Even when I took a shower, the shower, the water wouldn't run consecutive, like consistently. You would have to press the button and the water run for like 10, 15 seconds and then it'll stop because everything is set up in there for you not to fucking like hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the nurses and everything and all the like therapists would check on you like every 15 minutes, 24 hours a day, like clock, Uh like clockwork. If you had a, you would have to take your meds. Like we would have, it, everything would be a routine. Like, you know, meds at this certain time, take your, take your vitals, take, you know, all of this type of shit. But it, I got into a routine so crazy with it that when I got, when I got out of the hospital, when I got to my own house, I didn't recognize my own house. I thought that I thought that I was still in the hospital at some point. I was literally confused. Yeah. And it was everything was overwhelming. People sights and senses everything was just overwhelming. Like Elizabeth picked me up and driving on the interstate, I was just like, fuck. How like I'm thinking, how do y'all do this? And I'm looking like nigga, I drive this I've drove this Every interstate day. a thousand times. Like <laughs> I gotta drive this right to go to work, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck, like, and yeah, it's it's an experience, you know, and I kept asking, like, when do I get out? I said, I just want to go home. The whole time, I'm like, I just want to go home. And they said, and they literally, this is what they tell you. They say it depends on you. You have to do the work. They said because. And this is when I knew it was real. The lady said, the state of Tennessee has declared you mentally not stable or fit for society. They have committed you. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Like, somebody tell you the state of Tennessee (laughs) has committed you to this mental institution. I was just stunned and baffled and hit a all time just plummeted low yeah I was like I am so fucking embarrassed Mm -hmm. and for like almost a few weeks I was just so embarrassed like I would call y'all you know I I would call you and be like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I know you're embarrassed like you have a friend who's who's in the like who's in the nut house right now you know or who's 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 in the who's in the mental institution? Like you know, you know, and I would, you know, call Jessica. And I was I would you know call Taisha Nicola. I was just near my grandma. I'm like I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. Are y'all okay? Is everything okay? And everybody's like, why the fuck is you concerned about us? Exactly. Because you would do the I, same thing with me. I could. I would. I would be concerned. I'd be like, I hope everybody's okay. Is everybody okay? Like, is there? You know, I have this thing where I have to ask people if they boo booing. You know, I was like, are y'all boo-booing? Like, I just want people to be regular. I, I have a thing with that. I don't know why. You know, I was like, ask Jessica, like, Jessica, you boo-boo today? Well, you so, know what? Boom. After you had that conversation with me that that one morning when I was uh, 
I'm picking groceries up at Kroger. Yeah. At, at my, my second job. Yeah. I decided, even though I didn't have issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I didn't have issues defecating, yeah. I decided to pick up some prunes that day. Yeah. I had to, like, because I'm very regular. I think I'm too regular. Sometimes I'm a bit concerned. But then I'm not, because I'm like, oh, I'm great. You know? I ask people all the time. I'm like, do you boo-hoo today? You, you boo-hoo? You straight? I even, I, I called Natalie. Natalie was on that list, too. shout out to Natalie. I said, like, but you, you boo-boo today? Jessica, you boo-boo today? <laughs> Jessica, you boo-boo but today? You just, you just always so worried about the people. I was wor- I, worried about, and just the fact that, one, you didn't want to bother anybody because you knew other people had to work the yeah. next day. Yeah. When you were you know, looking to seek some help. Like the the amount of cuss outs. We I've didn't care. The amount of cuss We outs. did not give a fuck. The amount of cuss outs. Whoever you would have called. Yeah. Would have been like, okay, mm-hmm. well you know what I'm gonna call out tomorrow. I just couldn't do it. I, I literally I just could not I just couldn't do it. And with everything with all of this that's happened and with me having to go into the hospital and really just looking at myself, you know, laying on my bed, laying on my little cot, you know, 366B, I'll never forget, like, and just thinking of everything, everybody. Like, when I say I thought about every single person that has impacted my life somehow, every single person from my first memory ever as a human in existence. That's a lot of people. And dissecting each person. That is a lot of people. And it makes you think. That's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fucking time. That I never got to have. You know. So it was a lot. And one thing that has taught me. It has taught me to realize who. Who actually loved me. And who actually is there for me and care about me. And it has made me have to ask for fucking help and accept it too. Oh, that was a big one for you. I can't. You uh, never want to ever have to ask anybody for help. No. Ever. No. Even me. Hell no. I've been around you. I've been around you plenty of times and didn't have shit in my fucking house to eat. And you never knew. Cuss me out later. Not today. No, I wasn't going to cuss you out. Because guess what? What? You have a key now, I know. No, it's not even... It's <laughs> not even the fact that I have a key. You but, and two other people. But I know, like, for a fact... The that... three niggas who will pull up. <laughs> <laughs> who be wanting to bump down. <laughs> But I know, like we we recognize signs, especially people that are real close to you. Yeah, you recognize signs and signals that you know stuff ain't quite right. You don't. Yeah. You might not know exactly what, but yeah, stuff might not be quite right. But when those times go on, like when I when I notice mm-hmm. that you're not, you kind of not eating the same things that you usually eat, or you're mm-hmm. not doing the same things that you normally do. Mm-hmm. It's like I ask a little bit. I probably a little bit, but mm-hmm. I know 
just like the the whole situation when it came to um, everything, like after you got out and all of that. Mm-hmm. I want to help you get to the point where you can ask for it instead of just oh, taking because I don't and I don't know what it is is I think it's just me having a kid has kind of helped me see this a lot more mm-hmm. a lot of people grown people kind of expect you to take care of them like you are their parent like you mm-hmm. can foresee their need for something Hmm. I don't even want you to foresee it. Like I'll you, do anything to block it. But that's the thing too, because mm-hmm. you got you got this whole pride thing going on. For I yourself. do, and pride comes before destruction. But like, um, and I'm mostly speaking about you know people in relationships with other people, like mm-hmm. romantic relationships with other people. They they want to see that that person is taking care of their needs before they even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Before they even call on them, before mm-hmm. they even have to, they they think it's a bad thing if you have to ask somebody to do something for you, mm-hmm. and just to kind of get off the romantic relationship bit. But that that's kind of how people think relationships are in general for you know people that you're close to, no. and can't nobody read y'all minds, niggas. Mm-hmm. You too. Yeah. No. Can't mm-hmm. nobody read your mind. <laughs> But that's that's kind of what I'm I'm try I've been trying to gear you towards is so hard being able to ask for help and you've asked me for help it's so hard quite a few times and you know what and after I've had I've cried hysterically afterwards hmm. like when I say hysterically cried like snot nose red eyes uh like like ugly cry Miss Seely ugly cry. Hmm. Because I'm just like, oh, like it just upsets me because I just don't like asking people for stuff. And it's just like, even when I was in the hospital, I didn't like asking them folks for shit. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, you can ask us or like you can communicate with us. Yeah. You can say how you, it's okay. You can set up certain things and certain boundaries of what you want and how you want to communicate. Yeah. You know, and... I think a lot of it was just a lot of past traumas of I didn't know how to deal with stuff. No doubt. I didn't know how to deal with people. I didn't know how to deal with disappointment. And um, I didn't realize just how much it just played into a factor. Like bipolarness, I thought bipolarness was kind of like, uh, like you know, you're happy, sad, when you know, and that's kind of me. What you see, kind of what you see on the movies, where it's just yeah. stuff just changes at the drop of a hat. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, that is me when I think about it. In some senses, I can be happy as fuck, and then after a while, I just be like, everyone, shut the fuck up, you know. But it also has to do with just, um, different aspects of how I like. Uh, deal with things like um, I don't fuck, like hyper I can be real hype yeah like I it's like I never come down like yeah. everybody that sees me you know knows I've just been real like sometimes I'm really talkative mm-hmm. and I don't stop that means I'm like so, like that means something is going on that's the manic phase that's right my there. manic phase I'm hype you know what I'm saying if I'm bagging on your ass roasting your ass going that's my manic phase bro I'm having a good time I may be laughing but nigga I'm fucking 
like tearing down inside right now, but I'm roasting the fuck out of you and your bald head mama. Never forget that. <laughs> but and so I've I've been manic and I was like, whoa, okay, alright, cool. So they put me on they they actually had me on medication right now, which is something I've always been against. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, you know, I don't believe in no shit trying like they had me on the medication. It's called the def- the def- something. Strong as shit. It's a seizure medication. Mm. And it's called it's a mood stabilizer. And they had me on Lexapro for my anxiety. And everybody, you know, kind of asked me, how do you feel? How do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. I'm indifferent to everything. Like, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm just, I'm cool. I'm copacetic. Like, mm-hmm. I can focus a little bit more on things, what I'm doing. But I'm indifferent to everything. I don't, I'm kind of just kicking it. You know, I think I'm still trying to understand myself and understand, like, how this shit works. Right. So it's it's uh <laughs> Yeah, your girl was in the mental hospital and um Yeah. So it was low key fun though. We did have our fun moments. Darren was on the phone for that. <laughs> Darren was on the phone for that. Dale Quick story. <laughs> So we all knew we were mentally uh, not stable. And so to do like a little mental check or to make sure we were all good if we got too quiet, we go, Dale. And then somebody say, Dale. And then, you know, somebody say, Dale, like, come on, be one go. I'm looking like, you know, this shit low key lit. Like, these are my people. Where have you been? You know, like. <laughs> You know, it was, and it was cool. And a lot of the people in there were so nice. Like some of the other patients were really, really nice. Even the staff was nice. You know, they helped me a lot and helped me harness in like what it is I got going on. It was a lot of crying. Um, the trauma therapy was a lot. Um, I got so upset, um, that I didn't realize I was standing up. And I had my fist balled up. And the lady and this other guy who was in there, he used to be a correction officer. And the lady was trying to touch me. He said that like the she, other guy that was in that was he? He a was a patient. Patient. Okay. He was a correction officer like twenty like twenty thirty years. And he told her. He said he said I told her don't touch you. He was like because you were so angry. He said you he said you were swinging, and he said. He told her not to touch me because if she would have touched me, he said, I would have probably thought that she was whoever the fuck I was swinging at. Yeah. You never know. She and I didn't, I didn't out. know that. I didn't know that. And so it's been, it's been a thing. And when I got home again, it was confusing. It was a whole refrigerator thing. I couldn't open my refrigerator for like a week and a half. Because there was this traumatic experience that I had with um, my actual mother that she would yell at me when I was a child for opening the refrigerator and be like, why are you eating it? Stop eating all the food. And she would measure how much stuff we was eating or how much stuff I was eating and stuff like that. And when I got, for some reason, that fucking experience came back 
and I would have I would break down and cry in front of my refrigerator because I yeah. couldn't open it because I was so frustrated and to the point where I punched my cabinet door and then damn my stomach is growling and uh, <laughs> and so because you over here talking about refrigerators man, and when I when I got out of the hospital the the doctor was like someone needs to be with you for like three days I'm glad someone was with me. I couldn't open the, nothing. And then there would be time, like, I really wasn't sleeping that well. And I would get confused. And then, like, I would look at the time and I'd be like, we got to go take our meds. We got to go down to treatment hall. And, you know, let's be like, where are you? I'm like, 366B. 366B. Like, be legit thinking I'm in the hospital and I'm, like, in my fucking living room. Oh shit! Okay, I'm 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 just not connecting that three six six B. That was your room number. number. Okay, okay, okay. or treatment mall. You know, so no, it was it was it was rough, and then I've been also struggling with going outside more because I don't like being around a lot of people. Yeah, and it was it was bad before. It got worse. But it got worse. Yeah, and now I just am starting to get out. But I have to literally prep myself. You know, I don't like people being too close to me. I don't like people like move, bitch. Mm. If I can find a reason to stay in the house, I'm staying in the house. Gas part, oh cool, I'd be in the house. Like I'd be so excited to be in the house. But I'd be bored as fuck. But then when I get out, I just be when I get out, I get so overwhelmed on what to do. I'd be like, I'm just gonna go home. Right. You know. And then when I go out with people, I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed on, like, what do they want me to say? Or, like, what do I do now? I'm going to find a reason to go home. Yeah. But that's my story. Uh, Well, that's what happened. Um, I suggest that anybody that feels like there's something that is wrong and they need some help, please go seek it. Um, And my favorite thing that I love to say, and you know it, is I don't want to be a burden. Um, mm-hmm. the only person you can be a burden on is yourself if you don't get help and one thing that I, I also let a love know you know when she could actually tell me all the stuff that happened you know after she got out and everything is that now you know who's there for you and who's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. now you know who you can actually you know burden with your problems and them be able to help you out it's gonna take some time yeah Yeah. it you know i i don't know man it was just it was wild nah i know that was it was wild and that that was a a little bit of a another eye-opening experience for me too Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to make it about me but no 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 like seeing it from the outside, mm-hmm. this is the second time mm-hmm. that I've seen somebody go through something like this, mm-hmm. and it was it really wasn't easy the first time. The first time I think I was like just about everybody else mm-hmm. that you know you had told about it. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody knew how to talk to you nobody knew how to deal with you nobody knew how to mm-hmm. figure out what to do but i don't know i like i guess i kind of did because i had gone through this before mm-hmm. and shout out to that person 
Um, I know I didn't do the best in that particular situation, but mm-hmm. it really did help me knowing what happened then and figure out mm-hmm. how to go about and go through it now uh, with you. Mm-hmm. But it was still pretty hard. And having to kind of make sure that you were okay and it's good that you're such a strong-willed person that like you <laughs> you don't feel like I it don't. but you you are I, that that pride is a double-edged sword i'm so i don't feel like it. i'm still to this day i'm still to this day embarrassed and to a certain extent and i'm tired and Ever since me being in the hospital and coming out, I've been so tired. Like you, I told you I slept for 12 hours straight one day. Yeah. And there was a week where I slept 10, 12 hours every day. And I think I know why that is. I've been at such a high manic state. And I've been on the go. Like from the time... Shit, I said 18, but hell, I thought about it. It's probably been before then all my life. I was going to say. All my life. Too, because you, from what I know of you, you don't hardly ever slow down. I don't. I, and I don't know how to. But I've been sleeping. Like, like just nigga coma. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, I just, I just been sleeping, taking my time and trying to understand things. And yeah, I know I am a prideful person. I don't like being prideful. Um, It's just, I think it's something that was kind of just instilled in me and I'm trying to learn how to balance it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, like, more to what I was saying, though, that that pride is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on one hand, it can keep you from getting the help you need. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it can make you so strong-willed that when something does happen, you can use some of that Mm -hmm. to pick up the pieces of your own life. And to an extent, that's what I feel like you've done. You've been able to... You've been able to take some of that pride off and actually be vulnerable and yes. actually take some of that strong will strong willedness that you have mm-hmm. and push through all of the problems that you've been having and make sure that you're taking the time out for yourself to get better mm-hmm. and I I commend you for that. I do appreciate that's, that. That's just beautiful, and that's fucking hard. Something that I very much admire. About I appreciate you. that, and yeah. I wish that. <laughs> I want to say I wish that I could do it, but I know that I can. I can figure out a way that I need to do it, and I have. I've I've been really trying the last few months, especially, mm-hmm. to kind of block off some time mm-hmm. for myself to actually and one thing that you were saying too 
about when you were in there, you mm-hmm. had nothing but time to think about mm-hmm. everything. I, I see think... time so differently now. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna get back to that in a minute. Time is so fucking weird now. To I'm, me. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to that in a minute, but that's something that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. The last couple of months is just blocking off some time where I just take away all of the distractions mm-hmm. and everything around me and just, you know, make sure I'm fed, make sure I have water, make sure my phone's off or it's on airplane mode or something like that so I can just mm-hmm. think and concentrate for a, just a little bit. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff going on in our lives. That we don't even know What's how to on? turn any of this shit off. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to take the time to turn any of that stuff off because one, scary. that stuff is distracting, so we don't have to think about it. But once mm-hmm. we once we do that, all we're faced with is the man in the mirror mm-hmm. ourselves, and that shit's scary as fuck. Yes, it is. I couldn't even, listen. They had. Mirrors in there. I didn't look at myself in the mirror one time when I was in there. Mm. No, take that back. I grow like a little chin hair. I I do like I have like a little two forty five shadow. Two forty five. Yeah. Wow. So I you know and they let you shave in there and I was like look I gotta get this two forty five off. That was the first time I looked at myself in the mirror. And that was like on day five. So you were almost out. Of I was it. almost out, and scared the shit out of myself hurried up and didn't still really didn't look at myself completely in the mirror almost a week and a half after that wow because it was like i don't know who this person is i don't know who the fuck this this individual is i don't know what you about i don't know what's going on it was it was like you go in you face and look at everything about yourself every like it things that you don't things that you don't even know or think about things that you haven't thought about in a long time yeah things that you thought you repressed or put out of your mind a long time ago like everything from my behavioral habits my eating habits my sexual habits you know uh um uh anything anything and then you really dissect like okay this is this is what it is this is what's going on like time time is really really a a beautiful and, and, and scary thing because when you use it right and use it well the amount of shit you can get through that you can get done is crazy so it's, how, it's, did you, how did crazy. you think about it before I thought I never had it I didn't know how to use it I wasn't wise enough to use it to fit me. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is no phone. No one knew what the, no one besides the people I named knew what the fuck was going on. I hadn't like, I couldn't leave. I couldn't say I'm going to go to the store real quick. We were confined to a hall. We went to treatment mall. That was a hall. There was no, I'm finna go to the store. You going to your room or you going to the day room? Right. That's it. 
I read and I wrote and I wrote. There's no music. Besides what they play. I can't go on Spotify. Mm-hmm. For six days? Restricting you like that? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> you have there is time. There is time. And time is beautiful. Time is something that we have to learn how to use. And we have to learn how not to be afraid of. Because I always thought that I don't have enough time. I always thought like, I, I, if I don't do if I do not do X, Y, and Z, by the, time, uh, by the time I'm this age, or if I don't do X, Y, and Z, by the time of this, then then it's going to be too late. And da, da, da. Who says it's going to be too late? Oh, I got to stay up to do this. Well, I got to stay I got I to gotta, I gotta do this. and da, 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 da. No. How about you sacrifice a little bit? Maybe cut back from TV a little bit. Or ask yourself, what are you watching on TV and is it actually fueling what you need to do? Right. But could that you, also... Could you be you doing know, something different? You have also have to look at yourself and think, okay, is this what I want to be doing? Right. Or am I putting everything I need towards what I want to be doing? Yeah. See, I've had, I had time to think about that. So now, and then two... I'm getting to the point where I'm not afraid to say what I want to do. I don't want to work for nobody no more. You were afraid to say what you wanted to do before? Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Truly wanted to do. I was scared of what I truly wanted to do and scared of what I had to do. Because mm. it required it required me it required me to look at myself in the mirror for real and literally break everything down like what happened in the hospital yeah and i was i've been hard-headed so it's like okay like i i had wrote i said the most stupidest thing i ever did was beef with god how can you beef with god how can you beef with a nigga that created you all right then boom i'll show you something nigga sit there Sit there. Think about it. Look stupid. <laughs> look dumb. You, you, you look you look dumb. You look dumb, nigga. You look that's that's what I feel like. God was like, you look dumb, nigga. You look dumb. You, you, for real. I've been telling you X amount of years this is what, what this is what you were supposed to be doing. And you knew this is what you were supposed to be doing. But you had to go through all of this. Through all of this. Look at you. Mm. You're dumb. He probably didn't say I was dumb. He was like, "Yeah, acting dumb, nigga." <laughs> so that's why I'm, you know, and I even I, I've been having to just decode everything. Like I, I even I've had to apologize to people for some of the things I've done, my behaviors. I've had to tell people, "Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I attacked your beliefs." I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I, I didn't have enough knowledge or wisdom to understand what was going on. I'm sorry that, I'm sorry I said that to you. I apologize. I wasn't in my right mind. Mm-hmm. Because I need, I need as many people, as many loyal and valuable people with me as possible so that we can actually make something move. Now, if you don't want to fuck with me and you don't want to be a part of the movement, help some people, hey, cool, that's on you. Right. 
But I don't need to make enemies. I need friends. And that's my TED talk. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. That's a good point to bring up too, because I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all the all the people. <laughs> I need all the people. That you don't need all the people, but you need. I need the right. I need the, the right, right people to be able to be there and be able to help yeah. you out and be able to not only you know them help you achieve what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. But you help them achieve what they want to achieve. Too. I don't leave. I don't want to leave no stone unturned. I'm yeah. gonna, I want to see all the. Co- I want to see everything. Every, everybody's a back scratcher. I, yeah. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. You know, I need. I need that. Yeah. And just again, as a person, kind of from the outside looking into the whole situation, mm-hmm. that joint was real scary. It was even scary for like for me looking at it and just thinking, okay, what's she doing? What's going on? What's happening? I was also thinking, okay, what do I need to do to help? That's nothing you could have did. That's another thing I had to realize. When y'all would ask me, what is it you need? There's nothing. There's. I, I was, never asked you that question. Well, well, true. Some people did. I never, I never asked you that question because I knew it was a futile question to ask. Yeah, some people did, and I knew their intentions was right. But there's nothing no one could do because what I needed was something that no one could give. Exactly. No, like no one could give. That's... But and it, and it was something literally I had to do and still doing and go through myself. Because the shit, it's been a month, it's been a month, two days ago that I've been out the hospital. A month. And I'm still terrified every time I wake up. I'm still scared when I go outside. Because I'm afraid I'm going to slip up. I'm afraid I'm going to go back to those old ways, but I still keep pushing to try to do it. When I have a feeling or I get upset, you know, I get scared because I'm like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to feel like that? You know? But I use my coping skills and the stuff that they taught me. Mm-hmm. I know certain people. I know there are certain things, certain people I can't see right now. Right. Because they are triggers. You know, I made a hard decision of saying, I don't, I can't see my parents right now. And I respectfully asked my biological parents. I respectfully asked my family to respect those wishes. Because I'm not in the position right now to fully I'm not fully healed from that and I'm still a little raw from that Yeah. and I need time to and I'm still praying on that one thing and I'm, I'm trying not to be long winded one thing that one of the therapists told me in there he said if you can pray for people who have really disappointed you and harmed you for 20 days Pray for them for 20 days and see if it don't make a difference. I'm like, so you want me to pray for niggas who done did me bad? <laughs> That's what the spirit is supposed to be. About. You want you want me to pray for a motherfucker that fucked me over. And you I know th- what? When you told me, I was I like. I couldn't believe it. No, I understood it. I did. 
didn't because I'm looking like you want me to pray for this motherfucker. Really? You want me to pray for it? And I'm like, what, what do I say? He said anything. Tell, tell God how mad you are. Tell God, tell God, tell God how, 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 how you need his help to, to, to understand how to forgive. And I had this, I had this discussion. I had this, this discussion with Jessica. I said, how do, how do you, how, how do I pray for sex? I was like, she was like, how do you feel? I was like, I'm shattered. My heart is shattered. My, my, my spirit is shattered. Tell God your spirit is shattered. Help him to fix that. So I started praying, help me, help me learn how to forgive my mother. Help my mother learn how to forgive me. Help my father do that. Help me forgive my father. Help me forgive such and such. Like I have a list of people on a, on a, on a, it well on a sheet of paper and in my mind who I pray for daily, mm. who I don't even talk to no more. Hey, can, can you do this for them? Can you do this? for? And the first week was hard as hell. Oh Yeah. I want to pray. And I, here's how I was like, yeah, I want to pray for this nigga. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I want to pray for this mother. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pray for this bald head skis a bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Second week. Can you do this for them? Third week. Hey, can you? Now the third week, you already passed what? You already passed 20 days. It's been a month since I've been out. I'm still praying for them. I pray for them people this day. Well, three weeks is 21 days. Right. I'm past 20 days. Yeah. But and I'm it on... takes it takes about that amount of time. Yeah. And I pray for them people today. Yeah, I pray for them people today. Yeah. This it takes morning. It takes about that amount of time for you to build up a habit. Yeah. And it's kind of like when, you know, you say you want to go work out every day or you want to do something else like start something yeah. every day mm-hmm. once you start it you're gonna be bad at it it's not gonna click no but once you start building up building up that muscle so to speak it, it gets, then it just gets easier and easier to do and it gets genuine yeah and you understand it because yeah. now i pray twice a day i pray i pray when the sun comes up and i pray when the sun's down you know so um. Yeah, it's easier now. Yeah, I can like see people or t- somebody bring somebody's name up. It's they. It, you may still make my ass itch just a twinkle, but I can be, I can control it now. I'm yeah. kind of like, all right, yeah, all right. My ass still itch, but I got some ointment. <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, you know. <laughs> just trying to get into a routine um to where i can pray um you know, like i said i pray twice a day and like i said i've been you know i, I, I went to see you know the um, my brothers and my sisters at the nation of islam and you know and um a lot of people was asking like oh you, you converting now i'm like no nah, i just want to learn you know let a nigga learn <laughs> you know but uh I, I like I said I am studying the teachings and the lessons and uh, a lot of it does relate to me. Um but I, I wanna learn more. Um and just trying to find a center base for myself. You know. So yeah, that that's my TED talk. 
Um, <laughs> I hope this helps somebody. Just like I said, please get some get some get some help if you need it. Um, you're not alone. Um, and, and by all means, I I did not tell y'all this story or excuse me, tell y'all um, this encounter for y'all to feel sorry for me or nothing like that. It's simply me just telling y'all like what's going on and being vulnerable and trans transparent uh, about things and what's going on. So, yeah, God bless you and God keep you. Yeah, and there may be people also who are going through stuff like this, going through things like this, and for sure, people on the on the outside looking in like me and just are looking at their loved ones and thinking, okay, what do I do to help? And mm. while the battle is mostly within, you know, that person mm-hmm. to kind of do the work that they need to do to get, get through it. And also with the medications and everything mm-hmm. that they're taking, the best thing that you could do with somebody on the outside is just to kind of be there, be there for them. Let them talk to you listen mm-hmm. fucking listen listen no damn are you right listen fucking li- just listen okay fucking listen to them you're you're really triggered by this no cuz no nobody out there fucking listen yeah <laughs> there are a whole bunch of people out there that don't they actually don't. listen to other people they don't and when you know somebody, you're close to somebody who's going through something like this, mm-hmm. listening to them and what they're saying and what they're doing, watching what they're doing is very important to helping them heal. Mm-hmm. So that's all I can say is just try to be there for them as much as you can. Like I said, as much as you can, which, which not to sound selfish but also it doesn't mean to sacrifice your own mental health exactly so just make sure that you can do as much as you can mm-hmm. you know don't overextend yourself too because at the end of the day you got stuff you need to take care of for yourself and also just everybody just try to take care of yourself as much as you possibly can take a look at the things that need work in your life and things that need clearing up Mm -hmm. and if you notice them just go ahead and do your best to take care of it right then or whenever you get a chance soon after for sure yeah yeah because you you never know when it's gonna come up what's gonna happen or like a good friend of mine told me the the price of death, toll of death is high, real high. <laughs> you never know when we got to pay it. Mm. But somebody could disappear. And that was the thing. You just never, you, and you, you never n- know. You never know. And that's, like, that's how I did A Love was just telling me, I never knew she was having those kind of ideations about suicide. And 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 has some 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 attempts in the past. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you, just normal day. Yeah. Normal day. Uh, fucking go to work, come home, see if I can take some shit. Yeah. Wake up, be pissed. You woke up. 
Yeah. You know, fucking do a podcast. There's times we recorded podcasts, we cut up on this motherfucker. I get in the car and I'm just like, bro, I hate my fucking life right now. Yeah. If I died, it'd be lit right now. Because this shit's ghetto. Yeah. But, you know. Um, you never know you never what know, people bro. are going through, what people are thinking of, what people are, are doing once they leave your presence. So, yeah. I'm going to definitely try to be a lot more aware no than worries. I am. I'm going to sleep after this. <laughs> I mean, just just for any any and everybody in my life, just I'm gonna try to be a lot more aware about stuff like that, and yeah. really, I hope you all do the same and take care of yourselves and each other. That's why I say it at the end of just about every show, because you got to take care of yourself to take care of the other people in your life. And the more that we take care of ourselves, the more we can take care of each other, the more we take care of each other, the better the world will be. The more we can get done. I also want to, lastly, just close out. I just want to thank you, my friend, my right hand. I love you. Thank you just for being there through the good, the bad, the ugly. I appreciate you. For real. You're welcome. And I appreciate everybody, Natalie, a.k.a. Sweetwater Cornbread, a.k.a. Honeybun. <laughs> She's going to cuss me out. That's fine. Taisha, a.k.a. Purple Poppy. <laughs> Chelsea, a.k.a. Lemonhead. Uh, Auntie Tay-Tay. There we go. Auntie Tay-Tay. Cousin Jonathan. Motherfucking Auntie Let-Let. A.k.a. I don't call her that no more, but Auntie Let Let. You feel me? Mom. Mommy. Jessica. Fucking Jessica. <laughs> oh my. Oh, that's my mom. Oh my God. Ooh, I see why you call her mom. Ooh, I'm finna start crying. Shit. Because you know, last, last time. Yeah, you see why. Mom. Yeah, I, I definitely you see why, why now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daddy G. You feel me? Uh, goddamn. Shit. feel like I'm missing some people. But I thank y'all for Apparently. real. Huh? Grandma. My nigga. You know. Uh, just Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Thank you. For, thank you. For real. Um. I don't want to say her nickname because she she gets so she gets so 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 embarrassed and shy. <laughs> <laughs> but I I want to thank all of y'all for real, for everything. Um, my family, just just thank y'all because y'all are the reason why I'm here still. And when I feel like I want to give up, or if I'm having a bad day, I think about y'all. Y'all are my why and my reason. And. I also think about, like, I got to do some badass shit before I leave this earth. All right, then. That's tell right. You, tell y'all mamas I said, hey, peace. <laughs> That's right. This is only thing I can say is I'm glad I could be there. And I'm glad that I could be there as, as long as I can. You know, as long, long as you let me be. We in this thing for the long haul. Okay. Even though you drink Buffalo Rock. Yeah, I do I do drink Buffalo Rock. Yeah. 
Ghetto. For those of y'all that don't know about Buffalo Rock. Ghetto. <laughs> I'm not even going to make that joke. <laughs> now, the, the, some shit that they used to give us when we were kids to help us feel better when we were sick, when we had like stomach aches and that shit. shit. That's the type sick. of shit that you give somebody right there. That shit made me sick and it still makes me sick. <laughs> Shit's nasty. <laughs> but either way it goes. We thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for we listening. We know this is probably a lot, but we love y'all. Welcome back. We got new. We got a lot of heat coming. Yeah, just just know if, if we gone for a long time, there's some shit happening. But yeah, we're gonna be back. I may be pregnant. It, it. <laughs> 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 Fuck that. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this. You know, if we going for a, for a bit, it's always some stuff going on in the background. So, one, we apologize. That's been so long. But, it's always for a reason. I'm just letting you know. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye, Peace! Bye, daddies. <laughs> <laughs>
for the zombie Jesus for your keister. Ooh, 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 ooh. 33 years old, he did a whole bunch of shit. Three years old, nigga still can't do shit. Hey! Hey, you just thinking. You just think you stop. 33 year old nigga did shit. Niggas with three year old mindset can't do shit. I need a Easter basket, uh. I need a Easter basket, uh. Yeah. 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 I say, I say y'all fake as hell. Y'all didn't invite me to your house. Where them goddamn collard greens at, uh. With a slice of cornbread, uh. Keep that swine, though. I don't do the holiday ham, ho. Swine don't make you fine. One more time, Jehovah Rifa. Hey, 